Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Snow. And today we are looking at our top 10 games of 2019. Whoa. And we are going to give our collective Meeple Town game of the year. So thanks for joining us for episode number 34. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean dressed up in a tuxedo with a top hat on. Why are you dressed up in a tuxedo with a top hat on? It is New Year's 2020. That's not why. Oh. Uh, Fail. It's been New Year's 2020 for like... It's Valentine's know, Day? Well over a month. No, you're dressed up like a penguin because it's snowing here, baby! The blizzard of 2020 in Tennessee. Are you serious, Dean? This Nothing. Is, I'm, I'm Nothing? planning. Are on, you serious? Yeah, I'm inserting cricket noises. I couldn't even. Clip. I couldn't get nothing. You got that's that's proper English. It is. I couldn't get nothing out of you right then. It is quite snowy in Tennessee right now. You are absolutely. correct I think we about got that. like an inch of snow, which you know, for where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> lately, the, the rest late, of the world is laughing at us right now. Dude, for us lately, that's pretty solid. It is. No, it's the great. rest of the world. You know, people down there in Florida, we got people that listen to us in other countries as well, Dean. So, you know. That's true. Where it's much hotter than here. It is not a lot of snow. However, for us it is. We haven't had much snow in a while, really. That's We've right. had It's been several years since we had a, you know, 2 or 3 inches. Yeah. So, yeah, for us, it's a winter wonderland. And uh, do you like the penguin in the original Batman movies, Dean? The original Batman movies? Yeah, exactly. Like the old, old Batman movies? I'm not talking, talking no, about no, no, like no, no, the no. 90s. I'm sorry for saying the original Batman. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s. You mean like 80s. Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> no, not Mr. Freeze. I'm talking about, come on, Michael Keaton, bro. I'm, okay. talking, about, I'm talking about MK. Yep. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Wasn't the, that giant build-up for that? Mr. Freeze was in that mix. Wasn't that the second one of those? Wasn't that right? Are you talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. No, you're you're thinking like Batman Forever, that '90s stuff, and yeah, that was like that was Batman and Robin, I believe, and that was one of the oh, worst my movies goodness. ever. This that none movie of this was is horrendous. True, right now. <laughs> no, it is Batman, and then Batman Returns. Th- those are that's Michael Keaton. Yes. Yeah. And when did that come out with? All right. When, I did, that, Mr. when did that come out with? I thought Mr. Freeze was like a sequel to that movie. Was it not? No. I'll be honest. I don't really care that much about those movies. Nailed it. Did 1989. You? I thought it was the late 80s. I didn't say that out loud. 89. So that I could say nailed it to anything. Mr. Freeze was in the 90s? Is that yeah, right? Y- yes. You're talking about... Hold up. Oh, man. This is, uh, this is something. I, I feel like... I feel Everyone like else is. A, I feel Batman like that was and Robin was 1997, almost 10 years later, homie. And that was Mr. Freeze. Yes, this right here, this the picture. One, you see this picture? This mm-hmm. is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's the most. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the the best quoted, the it's the most awful. quoted Batman movie. No, it's not. What? Yeah, there's some really good quotes from. Where did Arnold you get that? Where did you get that stat from? <laughs> from the memes on the internet. Gonna, <laughs> speaking of stats, you want to do a poll? 
I don't I don't want to talk about this anymore because obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. I think it's you're, <laughs> you're not even close. You're not even close. Like it's like so just to clarify things, Batman the, the and I say the original, I mean Michael Keaton it's not the original or not talking about the 60s Batman or whatever. But that was versus Joker and Batman Returns was versus it had uh, Catwoman in there and it had the penguin just so you know. Just so you know that for yourself. All right, so now you're not... So Dean and I are sitting next to each other instead of across from each other staring deeply into one another's eyes. That's why I, normally I would have been able to see John Rolla's eyes when I got my Batman facts wrong. But he couldn't. That but I couldn't, and so I just kept talking. <laughs> just kept going. <laughs> just kept digging myself in a farther well, hole. So Dean, you're going to... When I do the poll here, you're going to have to look away from my computer screen. Okay. Can you do that? Well, I am looking away from your computer screen. Okay. So yes. Looking back at 2019, which is what we're doing today. Hey! <laughs> Looking back at 2019, what's your overall feeling about the games released? Terrible year? Meh year? Good year? Fantastic year? What do you think was Meeple Town's number one choice? Ooh, I Terrible. Man, good, fantastic. All right, I'm striking the bottom two because I don't think that's in the mix. I'm going to say people thought that this was a... I bet good and fantastic was pretty close. I'm going to give the edge to... Good, <laughs> good, 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 fantastic. That is correct. It was good and then fantastic. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Nailed you it. nailed it. Okay, so give me some percentages real quick. Okay. Uh oof, um 35, 32, and then the rest. That you have to 35, 32. Okay. So first of all, good year was forty six percent. So okay. pretty high. Fantastic year was thirty five percent if we round up. So, did, so, okay. so there's some percentages left. So where, what's meh and terrible? You think anyone voted that it was a terrible board game year? I'm sure it's the internet. That we had Somebody one, put one terrible. troll. And we actually didn't. It doesn't make him a troll. It just we means they don't like the board games. Okay. I just like to call everyone that's negative <laughs> a troll. <laughs> like, don't have a negative opinion because you are a troll. I have to call myself a troll sometimes. That does kind of surprise me. You said nobody put. Nobody. No one put terrible year. 19% said meh year. So let me ask you, Dean, where do you fall on this list? 2019, we're going to be talking about those games today. Do you think it has been a good, meh, terrible, or fantastic year for games? Is that going to spoil it for the top 10 list, do you think? How could that spoil it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real. I will say fantastic year. Wow. Uh, 2019 and 2018 were really, really good years for me, for for games that I've really, really enjoyed. Uh, yep. I can say this because I think I've talked about this in another podcast. So two games out of this year are in my top 10 games of all time. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, I actually lean towards Fantastic Year as well. And for similar reasons, I, I don't know if two are in my top 10 of all time. That's not the case. But man, there were some really, really good games released this year. And it, it makes me think, do you think, I've asked you this question, Dean, do you think that board games are just progressively getting better overall? I I think that there are so many games coming out. It's a numbers game, you think, maybe? That because there's so many games, there have to be a I've, few that are just are yeah. some good ones that come out every year? Probably. Okay, so a combination, yes. 
designers learn from other games and yeah. you know you, you get better as you go so that's definitely a piece of it but i think also because there's so many games coming out the you know the, the problem is though your your game has to rise through this this that's this tough. whole crowd of games out there kind of like it, our podcast that's right it, it can be the most amazing <laughs> podcast ever. I said that's right. It, but you like got a good way. It's got to rise. I think ours is the most amazing ever. Sometimes I call my I call next, it, next to the office ladies. When I'm by myself, I call our podcast the yeast because it just keeps rising. Yeet. And that's what I was, was going to say when I'm, I often just go yeast. Oh, that's weird. All yeah. right. So I, I, I think yes. Yep. To both of those questions. <laughs> but the good games have to rise to the top. And I think they are. But I bet there's a lot of games that get lost in the mix because there's so much. Like, I bet... Obviously, we haven't played all the games. We'll talk about this later, but... That's very true. But I, there's, I'm sure, I'm positive that there's games out there that I have not played that would make my top 10 list that aren't on there right now. That's true. I'm, there, are, there, are, there are a couple games that I'm really disappointed that I didn't get to play. But you know what? We can't play all the games. We played a lot of them. Next year, I'm going to have all my stats, by the way. I'm keeping up with my stats on gameplays all year this year so anyway just wanted everyone to know that speaking of stats let's talk about what we've been playing lately nope i gotta do something first oh, come on i have to do something <laughs> okay so i was talking to my buddy matt after church on sunday oh yeah this is good mr winneborg and he stopped me and he said john i was made fun of by a hold up i know the name of this but i'm gonna read it by a casey blakey wait yeah <laughs> blakely <laughs> Yeah. Who is a listener? Who's a listener? And I appreciate Casey. And I really do, actually. That's amazing. Um and it was he was made fun of because and I don't know if he was actually made fun of or we were just, we were this is a complete joke, by the way. Because I called him a simpleton, apparently, when it comes to the board <laughs> games. Because Matt, our buddy, I was talking about Irish Gage and I was talking about he and his wife. Selena, how I was able to teach them that game and they enjoyed it. And it was a pretty simple game because they like simple games. That was not meant to be a knock. <laughs> what do you think? It wasn't meant to be a knock. What it was, this is what I told Matt. I said, Matt, what I appreciate about you is that you know what kind of games you like and you roll with it. I love that. Here's Board games are supposed to be fun. I don't care. You're not better if you like games that are weighted for and above. You're not better than someone who likes a game that's two and below. Here's the quote that I remember in my mind. It was a game simple enough that even Matt can understand it. Was I, that don't the, think the that, I don't think that that is <laughs> at all what I said. <laughs> okay, here's the truth of the matter. We know Matt very well. Matt is smarter than both of us by a long shot. That's Would debatable. you agree with that's that? Debatable. That's debatable. <laughs> Matt is... He's a smart dude. <laughs> Matt is awesome. Matt is, I was about to say, he loves his jams. Uh, he, he gets into that. He likes, he doesn't like light. He likes medium light games. Um, yeah, that's pretty much his jam for the most part. So like Wingspan was one that he really enjoyed that we taught him recently. Um, what was something else? I'm trying to remember. Um, Tiny Towns. Was Tiny one Towns. That, yeah, yeah, that was one that he mm -hmm. really, really enjoyed, which is really, really cool. So, hey, he told me I have to shout out Casey Blakely, which I have to say to Casey, you demand Thanks for listening, bro. He's going to get mad. He's going to be like, why didn't you say something negative? I'm not going to say anything negative. Keep it up, bro. And Matt rarely listens to us, right? He <laughs> Yeah, so he doesn't count, actually. <laughs> actually, he just takes him a while to catch up to other episodes is where Matt Oh, I mean, no, so. he didn't hear that on the podcast. Yeah. Casey had to tell him about it. So obviously he's not listening because that was a while ago. He shall now be, for, be so referred actually, to as Casey, simple Matt. So actually, could you please make fun of him a little bit more? So. Matt just, he just messed himself up. He just messed on himself. <laughs> 
Yikes. All right, now we're going to talk about the games we've been playing lately. Thank you. I, uh, I'll i start off. Okay. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe it sounds Keep ready for, for me to start talking. Okay, so I kickstarted a game last year called Age of Civilization. This is by Ice Makes. I don't. I don't know what to do with the publisher. You just went away from your mic. I don't know if you. Yeah, you're, like, you're like. I don't know what to do. I can't look with my at publisher. you. I can't look at you. <laughs> I know. Um, the designer is Jeffrey C C H, and Age of Civilization is a small box game, and it is a civilization game. Would you agree with that? Sure. Okay. It's a simplified version of a civilization game. So this game is a. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a simple game. plays in about 30 to 60 minutes. And in this game, you are drafting civilization cards, and they will give you special abilities. Once you get those abilities, that's also going to tell you, like, if it has a really strong ability, you're going to get less meeples. If it has a weaker ability, you're going to get more meeples. After you do that, you're going to then take those meeples and place them worker placement style onto the board but there's only six available slots every time and those are going to change each round as the the one of the cards slides over that's three of the spots and then the three spots that are directly below that are going to be the ones that you're going to take for that round and you're not like i go you go i go you go i'm placing all of my workers at one time taking my actions take my meeples back then john if he was playing with me which he was is going to do the same thing and then you're going to do that for can you do oh, that again goodness i think it's nine i rounds. go you go i go you go just do it i go you go i go you all right i thought we were going to get to do a mix that was good that was good seriously okay <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, like barely turning my head to try to talk. It's like you feel like you're like, restrained. That's your <laughs> neck. You're like, oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you're going to do this for a series of rounds. I think I think it's six rounds, if I remember right. And then the, the, the big thing is like your management of your civilization, because you can only have th- a total of three civilization cards throughout the game. So you really have to manage your time as to when you're going to draft a new civilization because you're also going to be losing workers throughout the game, and that varies on how the cards are, are set up in a variable manner. I kickstarted this because I thought, hey, this would be a fun little simple civilization game. It's got the tech tree and everything. Like It has all the things that I want, but I know it's not like the grand scale civilization game that I really want. I really like this one. I was I was not disappointed in this one at all, I think, for what I was looking for. Now, it's not, you know, uh, a top 10 game of all time, but it is one that I will pull out pretty frequently, I think. That was That's an extreme, man. I said it's not. It's uh, not. I know. <laughs> uh, so I played this game with Dean one time, um, and I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was anything special. I, I thought it was cool for what it was, though. Uh, I understand why Dean... Likes it because I thought, hey, if you want a quick Civ game, um, the tech tree pretty much stays the same. There is a way to add some stuff to it, which I think is neat. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, we didn't do that, yeah, but I'm really glad they did that. Um, yeah. I would, you know, in a, I guess in a Civ game, I just generally probably want more. But I, what, what I do really appreciate it is like, I mean, you can throw it in your backpack and play a Civ game. Yep. You know, and so I think I totally get it. But honestly, it didn't. I didn't go. I want to go out and get it because I don't care about it really. But. Wow, that really hurts I don't feelings. mean that in a, I don't really mean that in a negative way. It's just if you're looking for a Civ game in your pocket, that's a uh, I don't want to say dumbed down, but you know what I mean, like a, a simpler version of a Civ game. I think you might really like this. You might like this game, um, but if you're if you're not looking for that, 
I don't know it's going to like really be amazing for you. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree with that. And that's, you know, that's what I was looking for and I got what I was looking for. Now the the weight that's listed on BGG is a 2.15. Um, and it is a lighter game, but I will say that to play well, you do have to make some good decisions in this game. Like the timing is really important in this game. And I, I do wish uh, there's a ton of variability in the civilization cards. There's a huge stack of cards. There is uh, a lot of uh, variability in the wonders that you can build because only a set number come out every time, every game. And there's a stack of those. Uh, now, the, the tech tree, there are, like John said, ways to, to get more technologies. But I kind of wish there were more options with the technology that added to the variability. But, uh, but overall, yeah, yeah I, I like this one a lot. Yeah, that was one of my worries is that will it get a little bit samey, you know, as you play it. But anyway, I don't know. Potentially not. I thought it was okay. All right. You want to know what I've been playing lately? Because Dean's been playing it too. That's right. Dean. That is a Terramara. Now, let me tell you something. That's a Quind Games, and it is uh, Michael Menzel who did the art. I just want to say that first because Dean and I quite enjoy uh, his art, especially with like Stone Age. This game, the art to me kind of has a Stone Agey feel, right? Kind of in the same setting. It does, yep. Mm-hmm. Not exactly the yeah. same setting, but it kind of has that kind of throwback and you're trading resources and stuff kind of like Stone Age. I was really intrigued by this game because, um, I guess for several reasons, and if you all remember back several episodes, we did our Essen most anticipated releases and this was really high. And so in Terramara, it's a worker placement game, but it has some interesting twists in it. Uh, one of those being there are five rounds that are being played over the course of this game. And you can actually send your workers for the most part to any of those five round slots and get those actions. However, you're only going to retrieve workers that are on the round that you are on. So if I'm in the first round and I send a worker down to the fourth round, I ain't getting that worker back till the very end of the game. Um, yeah, so that's could be wise or it could not be wise. You know what I mean? So I thought that was really interesting. And then the tile, so the tiles flip over. So when I finish round one, the tire, tire, the tile flips over. There's two tiles up there and it opens up two more worker placement spots, but erases a bunch of them. And those worker placement spots are in-game scoring and then another one to have one spot. So this game is incredibly tight, right, Dean? Like, it's yes. like, it's, and in a two-player game, like Dean and I played, and I played two-player with my wife, like, you already, you have to go out and put 12 workers out covering spots on the board. So, you, in the whole, and during the game, there are, it feels like you just, man, you can't really do a lot of what you want to do. Now, you can go to a worker placement spot that someone else is at, however, only if you have more military power than them, and you lose a military power. I think that's kind of interesting, did you or no? Yeah, no, no, no. I think I think there's a lot of interesting aspects to this game. I think that's one of them. The the one that you mentioned with how the you know if you place your workers down farther on the track, you're not going to get them back. How the tiles flip over. Yeah. Kind of cool. So I think there's lots of interesting things going on in the game, but the game overall itself was just not exciting to me. It did not grab me. Really yeah, well. I mean, you're basically converting resources the entire game. Yeah. So if you don't like pushing cubes and converting cubes and doing things like that, which I'm actually fine with that a lot of times but i will say I, this game what did have some interesting decisions this game was fun i enjoyed terramara okay but i was pretty disappointed actually dean like i thought this was going to be 
very much a potential top 10 game of 2019 for me. This was one that actually we, we delayed. We delayed this right. episode because right. we really we both thought that this would be one that could potentially make the top 10. And it doesn't it didn't even sniff it, honestly. Like I I think it's a fine game, but it just man, it feels like it's really you can't do a lot of what you want to do, but that's not really it. It's mostly just I'm converting this resource to get this resource. There's a tad bit of engine building in there. There is, which I love engine building, but not a ton. Um, and so, yeah, I just thought that the game was, I think it's okay. In fact, I we have a uh, little board game day con for a few days here in Tennessee, and I have already sold it. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean that to be super negative, and it's not because it's that bad. It's because when you have a lot of games, I'm I just don't feel like holding on to games that I probably won't play that much. And my wife did not enjoy this one at all. Yeah. Now we do hope to get more plays of this so that we can do a, a proper Full on review, yeah. a proper review of this. But yeah, it's, I think it's just some of it is the expectations because you look a at a lot of it, it's the expectations. Yeah, when you're explaining the rules to me, I was like, Oh, that's, that's really cool. That sounds really cool. But then like when it all comes together, I was just like, no, oh, maybe that's not as cool as what I thought it was. So I think anyway. it's, it's a beautiful production. It's a beautiful production. I love the art and all that stuff on the game. So, yeah, I, I was... I'll be honest. I'm even, like, overall kind of ho-hum on that, too. I think the box is beautiful, and I think the board is... It's fine, but I think part of it is that there's just... I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of busy. What do you maybe. think about one more thing before we move on that I do like, and that's the um, you're a child, and then at some point in the game you flip over to be an adult. Now, that's, that's that neat. is really cool, and... and and like that's a that's a cool decision. I would actually I would like to see that in more games. Here's the thing: several parts of this game, I think, wow, I'd like to see more. Of I do. This, I know? agree with you. They're, so if this, like this could mechanics. be like a, a flagship game to kind of spur off some other games that use mechanics from this game and do them better than this one did. Yeah, I mean, there are people that really like this game. It's a seven and a half right now. It's not a ton of ratings um, on uh, on BGG. So I. You know, that's high though. You know, yeah. Take what we're saying to a degree. With, a, I mean, I would say like always with a grain of salt, um, because I mean, there are some people that are going to really, really love this game a lot. It's just a, was one that was disapp- a little bit disappointing for me, though I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Now I'm going to take just a second to to kind of expound on that to that idea that one, these are all anything we talk about on the show. Obviously, is just our opinions, but also when we talk about the games that we've been playing lately, these are not full on reviews. Both of us, you've played this twice. We got called out for this. Let's yep. just let's just let's just call a horse a horse. Yeah, thing. and I don't mind getting called out on it because we're not again we're not full on reviewing this. For me, I've only played this game one time, and I will say, and I'm not giving it a score right now. I will say that I started playing it, and as the game went on, it got better, but it still just didn't really grab me. I think I might like it better on the second, third, fourth, fifth play, whatever. But but this is just initial thoughts, not a full on review. That's right. And then I also think it would be um, much better at a higher player count. Yeah, yeah, and, I which think we you're didn't. Right. Do. I've done. I played this game several times, but at a two player count. So I think it would be much better at a higher player count. I um, mean, I almost hung on to it for that reason. Um, but again, I if my wife doesn't like it, yeah. Uh, you know, even if I really, I have to really love a game if she doesn't like it to keep it. So that's yeah. why. But that's uh, Terramara. Hopefully, y'all, not hopefully, we plan on doing a full-on U- uh, YouTube video, which will get more plays in with different player counts and stuff like that if y'all want to see that. And that will be, it'll be a few weeks because Johnny's about to head over to Israel, yo. Yep. 
Can't wait for that. Speaking of YouTube, we are going to go on to our top 10 games of 2019. We're going to try something a little bit different. We're actually going to be recording this segment, what? not just through our microphones, but also with our camera so that we can throw up on hey, to hold up a second. the YouTubes. Nope. I'm we good. are not throwing up on YouTube. And we didn't give them, we needed to do a quick, a really quick Dean, um, not alert. Um, we, last time we talked about trying to hit a thousand YouTube subscribers. We did not. We did well, not. When the, uh, okay, when when this episode goes up, we probably. will have hit a thousand. We, we probably will. We will have. Thank you, Meeple Town, for those who have subscribed. <laughs> yes. Right now, at this exact very moment, we're recording this on Friday the 7th. Is that right? That is Friday, correct. February the 7th. And right now, as I refresh the page, we have 995 subscribers. So thank you all for doing it. And we would love for more people to do the same. Let's move on. Eat. All right, Meeple Town, we are back. We are live, baby. We are on YouTube. This is actually a recording for our podcast and YouTube because we are going to be talking about our 2019 top 10 games. How about that? Yeah, it's kind of like a mashup or something, you know? You like those? You like that kind of stuff, don't you? How exactly is this a mashup? Because we're mashing the <laughs> podcast up with the YouTubes. That's right. That is exactly right. You like stuff like that. Mashups? Yeah, I, I think so. I used to like Glee. Because of all the mashups they'd have on there. Man, this is difficult because I'm talking into this mic, but I also want to look at you and the camera. Dude, all I say is let's, we got to move past this <laughs> Glee nonsense. <laughs> all right. We are going to be looking at our top 10 games for this video. Now, we are also going to be putting out another video right after this that is going to be talking about the Meeple Town Game of the year. Game of the year. (laughs) We're going to be talking about our nominations as well as the top (laughs) game of the year for 2019. We also will have a video up already that is our top 10 2020. Most anticipated (laughs) games. Anticipated games. That's right. And so for those who are listening on the podcast... We're videotaping this right now. Videotaping? How old was that? <laughs> we're videotaping. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's, I, dude, that was one of my favorite <laughs> things when we were kids, to make movies and videotape them, baby. That's right. I love oh. that kind of stuff. Hey, let me make sure this mic's on real quick. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, boom in the shot. Just wanted to make sure. Just uh, Is it in the shot there? I don't think so. I can't see All it. right. Real professional. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Gonna start off. John is going to start off with his number 10. All right. So my number 10 for top 10 games of the year. Number 10 is, I'm pulling up on my screen so that we can have this on that, The Taverns of Tiefenthal. How about that? Hey, that's my number 10. Seriously? That's I've, my number that's 10. Right. That's right. High five. That, oh, I guess that's the best we can <laughs> do in this this weird scenario that we have reach. going on We right don't have here. a large studio. I can go here. left. I that's, can go left. You go. No, you have to go right. <laughs> I'm, my oh, my gosh. Literally stuck the under worst. the microphone. <laughs> All right, so the Taverns of Tiefen... We can talk about this together, then. Yep. This is a Wolfgang Warsh... Um, game. Yeah, we do talk about board games. And uh, Dennis Lohausen did the art, which I think the art is very, very good in this game. It's a deck-building game, a cool theme of being in a pub, serving beer, and doing different things like that. Um, you've got dice drafting. You have deck-building. You have a lot of really cool mechanics that comes together in a... I would say a, um, a medium-ish, yeah, a medium-weight game, and I think it's a really fun game. That's right. So it has it has all those mechanics that I like. Now, the thing that I really like this, you said medium game. I would even say, like, light to medium game with just I agree the base with game. But then you That's start adding in these different expansions, and it becomes a medium, not a medium-heavy game, but no. a medium game. But the but the thinkiness that comes from adding in those expansions is great. So I really recommend... 
it, to play this a lot enough to be able to play all those expansions the modules built into for it, sure it's an excellent game i really enjoyed it now if we're just talking about you know without adding any modules this game wouldn't even sniff the top 10 for me i don't think because it would just it gets old too fast to me yeah it gets too samey um but when you add all the modules then it's a it's a really it's a fun game i think that wolf game wars did a fantastic job with this game I enjoy it. My wife really enjoys this game. She said the other day, Dean, she was like, what was that game about, you know, the pub or the beer? Because I really like that. And I was like, yeah, don't have that one. She's like, dang it. Does Dean have that one? Yes. You can borrow it. I know. That's what she's going to want. I think that I think that was her soda way. I said, babe, you can spend your own, you know, spend some of our, so we give each other spending money so we don't, you say, hey, babe, here's a little spending money. I know I'm getting off track a little bit, but that way, no, we just do it, spend whatever we want on it. I said, I want you to spend money on that because I think I would like that. Let's go to number nine. That's totally for you. Yep, number nine. So my number nine then, because those were both Dean and I's number 10, my number nine is a game by Tony Boydell. It is a, uh, I think, just a a little bit better than base game standard Snedonia, and that is Alubari, A Nice Cup of Tea, mm-hmm. which is Dean's favorite theme in a game. And guess what? Hey, I'm drinking a nice cup of tea right now, a little peppermint tea. Hey, there we go. That's for real. You that's did when, that's I no think joke. When we did the review, you did the same thing. The same joke, the whole same bit. There. I, that's a- <laughs> Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of guns. Well, you know, I like a nice cup of tea, and I like a nice cup of tea, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, there we go. How about that? So in this game, I mean, you are... Uh, it's very much like Snedonia, and you're going down these train tracks, and you're delivering different goods and different things like that. You also have tea leaves that you're getting, and you're growing on your on your farm for, as crops, and just different things like that. Um, you have your weather going on, which I like this the weather better in, in, than Snedonia. I like the way that, the way that it works here in Alabari a little bit better because the rain isn't just nasty. The rain can actually be good because it can help you grow crops. I don't know. I'm not. You can get trains. You can get more than one train this time, or uh, engines, or whatever they call it. I can't remember at the moment. I like that. I think this is a really good, solid game all around. Quite enjoyed. If you like Snedonia, I definitely think you need to. You should check this game out. It may not make you want to buy this game. That's right. Because we talked about if you had the Master Deluxe set, I would rather have the Master Deluxe Snedonia set than Alibari. But I'd rather have Alibari than just the base game of Snowdonia. Yeah, if you don't want all of the Snowdonia stuff in the Deluxe Master Set, and I don't think it's very easily accessible to get, I think Alibari is the way to go. And in fact, so now Snowdonia Master Set is a 2019 release, but it's a release of an, like a straight up release of an older game. So that's why it's not on my list. That's it, correct. It would have made it. Now there's another one that's, Iffy on my list after I just said that. Alubari, however. You just set yourself up for I did, failure. I did. Alubari, just outside of my top 10. I, it's top 12, 13 for me. It's a really, really good game. I agree. Quite enjoyed it. All right. Well, what's your number nine then? My What's num- better than Alibari, buddy? Well, for me. Can I call you buddy? Nope. Reavers hey, buddy. of Midgard is a little bit better than Alibari for me. This Reavers is, of Midgard. Reavers of Midgard. Mid- Midgard. <laughs> this is fine. You just did a mashup from Taverns of Tiefenthal and Reavers. <laughs> Reavers right. of Midgard. <laughs> so, Reavers of Midgard is a follow up game to Champions of Midgard, one that I really, really love with all the expansions. Uh, Reavers, I kind of had some expectations because of that game, and I was not let down. Now, this is a. This is a worker placement game, but the the difference between this and most other worker placement games is that you are, in a non-two-player game, you're just placing one worker out onto the board, and there are only, oh goodness, six spots on the entire board, if I remember right. 
And, Not a lot. But the way that all that plays out, the Reaver cards I think are really cool. The 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 ways that you gather points for the, from the different like uh, cards that stack points on top of each other. There's some. Set, you got the engine building thing right, going engine on. Engine building. There's some set collection in this. There's there's a lot of really multi-use cards. There's a lot of things that I really enjoy and, and the theme. Um, I did not expect to like this game as much as I did. I had expectations, but I didn't think, you know, it's a follow-up game. So it's, you know, oftentimes not going to be as good as the Champions is one of your favorite original. games, That's right? right. That's right. Now this, to me, I think I still might like Champions with all the expansions better, but this is still an excellent game. Reverse I like this better than Champions. Of Midgard. You do? Yeah, it's this is definitely much more Euro style. They're really close for me. Yeah, this was just outside. Like, it was... Uh, one of the games that I was thinking about, but it didn't make my top ten. So I, I, I did quite enjoy this one this year. Good good choice, Dean. Thank you. All right, so my number eight is a game. I wonder if the YouTubes could hear that. This is not good radio or YouTube. It's actually excellent both. I'm not going to talk about this game anymore because it is further up Dino's list. Oh, spoiler. All right. I'm just that that, we don't want to talk about it twice. All right. All All right. right. So you're number eight. My number eight is a game that is not on your list for sure. And that is Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle Earth. This is a game I think probably would be higher on my list had I had chances to play it more. Frodo! Frodo! What are you? What are you doing right now? Anywho, Lord of the Rings is a, a game kind of in the same vein of um, Mansions of Madness, but this is more of an adventuring game, like adventuring throughout this um, this region instead of like just being inside of a house and looking for ghosts and all that stuff. Uh, but this one is a ha- an app-heavy game. Uh, but the way that the cards play out in this game, I really enjoy. And the did that did that whet your appetite? What? That is an app heavy game. App appetite. I got you. What's your appetite? I got you. Sorry. Anywho, so the you can actually see me rolling my eyes in the video. Normally, you can't see that on the podcast, but if you watch the YouTube video, you can see it slow mo. <laughs> anyway, um, so this one is it's a lot of fun, and again, I think. Probably as more expansion stuff comes out for this, because you know it's it's a fantasy flight game. There's going to be a lot of expansion stuff that comes out. I, I think I could I could get a lot of plays of this one in. My wife really enjoyed this one as well. Um, yep, this one probably is going to rise on my list. There you go. Well, that was your number eight. That's right. My number seven is a game that by a designer that who I just dearly love, and that is Expedition to Newdell by Alexander Pfister. And Lookout Games, artist Clemens Franz. He always does a fantastic job. So if you like Oh My Goods, you've got to check out Oh My Goods, the board game, basically, which is Expedition to New Dale. Now, he does tweak some different things. It, the luck is a whole lot more mitigated in this game. This is one, Dean, you really need to play. I think that you might really like this game. I, I, I really know? liked Oh My Goods. I think it was good. Uh, I mean... <laughs> It really was. I, think it was good. I didn't think it was great. Um, I'm interested to try this one. It's just you it's know, there's there's a lot of games. There's a lot there's of games, a lot of games to games. play. Well, if you don't like Oh My Goods, you still might like Expedition New Dell. I know there are people 
for a fact that said they don't like oh my goods they don't like the luck there's other things about it i'm not going to go into the details that say they really like expedition to newdale so with expedition expedition to newdale you're handed you're handed some cards and you're trying to do the most you can with the few cards um and there's also some worker placement spots in this game which is they don't have worker placement spots in um oh my goods i think he just did an excellent job it's got some story in the game which is kind of cool there's actually several boards you can, i think there's ugh, at least like two boards with different sides like four different things i think so there's um anyways i think he did a really really good job this is a really fun game if you're into midweight euros um this is a good one all right, now I just mentioned on my, uh, which game was it? The Oh, when we were talking about Alubari that I wasn't going to put a uh, reprint on my list. In a, in a sense, there's kind of two of those. But this my, is not no, quite. No, nay, three games that... Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so my number seven is Kalis 1303. Now this is not just a straight up port from the older version of Kalos. They made some changes on there. I had only played the app version of the original game, uh, which I enjoyed. I thought it was good. But playing this game at the table was really good for me. And I'll tell you why. Partly, and, and large in part, because of the player interaction that happens in this game. Now, this is a mean Euro game. I will go ahead and say that. If you don't like mean Euro games, you might not I mean, like this one. Like it, you don't yeah. have to play that way, but I think that's kind of the intention is the high uh, interaction between players in this game. The other thing I like is the, the way that you're building up the board as the game goes along. So you are actually building worker placement spots that are going to be used in the game. And when you do that, you're going to gain a victory point or maybe two potentially or, or maybe none uh, depend but naturally you would get one victory point when somebody else takes that spot and i think that's really cool too to see how that board um you know grows in that sense but also on top of that when you move this this little guy on the horse called the provost if that gets moved too far back then the spaces that you want to be able to take actions on you're actually just going to straight up lose those workers so there's high player interaction uh in that sense as well so this is a really really great game for me i love it Kalis 1303 yeah, I thought it was a good game. I like Andrew Bosley did the art. I don't know if you mentioned that. Oh, it's the beautiful. It was really, yeah. really great. Um, it didn't. I thought it was a good game, not a great game for me. So I thought it was. I thought it was solid though. I thought it was decent. Ooh. Yeah, it just it just didn't. Some of the the provost and you know some of the stuff. I, I I don't know. I don't know what it was about this game. It just was kind of one of those ones that fell into the forgettable but not bad games. Yeah, and our friend uh, our friend Jonathan, who writes for Meepletown now, he, he falls in the same category. We didn't even talk you, about that, so there you go. You just shouted it out. Yeah, but if you do like, if you like higher interaction games, I think you got to give this one a shot. Go to MeepletownGames.com if you want to see this. <laughs> Click on blog and we will see. I actually had that up uh, originally when we started this video because I didn't want it to su- to spoil what my first game was. So anyways, there's uh, Jonathan's blog. We've posted a couple. We'll have He's got more. We've got him in the pipeline ready to roll. So anyways, check that out. Also, if you want to get some Meepletown swag. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. You can come in here and check out our Meepletown swag. Hey, okay. So my number six is a game that I that it was my favorite two player only game this year. And that is and it is up there for my favorite two player only game of all time actually. And um and I'm talking about let me refer No, it's up there for my favorite two player only games of all time. It's not my favorite. Um but that is Foothills and that's another man Tony Boydell again. Ben Bateson on this one as well. Um artist Clemens Franz. Hey, how about that? Is there a you see something. I've mentioned kinda... this before, Jonathan's <laughs> John, John's love for 
for Clemens Franz. It's just the it's just the Euro style games that that Daddy likey. Ooh. Daddy likey a lot. So in Foothills, it's very much like uh, Snedonia. It's got a lot of Snedonia feels, except for the actions are different. So instead of having a worker placement spot, you're going to be flipping cards over, which is really intriguing because whenever you do an action, you flip your card over and you have another action on the back, and the other action may not be quite as powerful. So you're trying to make a lot of really cool decisions over the course of the game uh, with those cards as, man, do I want to do this action, but then it's going to flip over, and I'm ugh. now I'm going to have to do this less action that I don't really want to do so that I can get it to flip over to the good side because I really want to do this other action. And you're taking um, rubble off of tracks and all that kind of stuff, just like Snedonia. Dean, this is one that you haven't played that I think you would really enjoy, actually. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's actually, you know, you're talking about getting games played before (laughs) before we put this out. We just couldn't get all the games played that we really wanted to. Foothills was up there with one that I really wanted to try, just ran out of time. So if we go back and look at this list, hopefully I will have played it in that time i think you will like this one that's uh that and targi for this kind of type of a weight of a game are really really up there but i've recently played a two-player only game that is easily at the top of the list probably now yeah that's just a little plug for maybe a future episode hey or maybe not <laughs> all right so what's your number six okay i promised no reprints in my list so my number <laughs> six is Catan starfare <laughs> oh yeah this is straight up against what you just said uh, it is. This is a great game. This is a great game. Now, if if uh, if you've ever played Catan, that that same core of the game is here. So you're rolling dice and you're getting resources. But the changes that are in this game are that you get to explore these new planets. So that's that's a big plus. I like the explore the exploration part. You get to gain special powers throughout the game by by going to the trading outpost, and you also will potentially be able to not potentially you will be flipping over these these cards that give you a story element and you have to decide how you're going to almost like a choose your own adventure cards that come out during the game and all of those extra pieces really just reignited my love for Catan. I've, I've you know I don't poo poo Catan. I, I like it. I still play it you know at least once twice a year. But this is the version that I want to play every time. This game is fantastic. Yeah. Really enjoyed this. And I was really pleasantly surprised with this one. So one I'd wanted to try for a long time. I'm really glad I got a copy of this. So For sure. This uh, this was one of my surprises of the year. I had never played um, the original Starfarers. But I thought they just tweaked some things that made the game better. I like how you get cards whenever you're behind. You know what I mean? Like you get extra resources. It makes this game, it makes Catan ramp up a whole lot faster. And I thought that that was really cool. The story element's decent. It's not as, I didn't love it as much as he did, but I mean, who cares? If I'm going to play Catan, this is the version I want to play. This was just outside. I really liked this. Yeah, no, it's very good game. Even if you don't, you know, the story elements, take it or leave it. Regardless, this is a more thematic game than Catan. Catan doesn't really have a theme with it. Like it does, it could be anything. But with this, there is a sense that you are exploring into space, and the the components in this game really help with that too, because they're through the roof of original Catan. Am I right? They're out of this world. Out of this world. So my number five is a game that is honestly, spoiler alert, it's going to be further up Dean's list, but uh, that is Imperial Settlers Empires of the North. So let's just wait and we'll hit that a little bit later on. All right. Speaking of which, my, (laughs) my number, wait, what is this? Number four? 
Number you're number five. Number five. You're, you're, the, you're exactly <laughs> after me. I went first, so you literally just have to say the number that I just said. <laughs> and That's I'm it. looking directly at my list. Do. So I could just look at the number on my list. Anyway, uh, my number five is, should I save it? You, you were it? right about uh, earlier in the podcast when you said that Matt is smarter, at least than one of us. <laughs> I don't know Of course, who you're I just about. got beat twice last night by someone. This, this who I'm guy. saying is not smart. Yep. So what I, I was going to say, what has, put me? I was gonna say <laughs> what has two thumbs and beat you in, in games, but I cannot move my right hand. So I can only use one. Oh my anyway, gosh. So my number you five always beat me in games. You just made everyone think that you always beat me. Always hundred percent win ratio. Not in tapestry the other night. <laughs> Maybe that's well, right. Let's talk about that. For All a while. right. You can move on one point, <laughs> one point. We might talk about that game later. I thrashed you. All right, number five is Maracaibo. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, number four is Tapestry. We're going to talk about that later. Talk about so, later. Num- oh, yeah. We are bottlenecking right we now. We are bottlenecking. All right, now here's the game we can talk about. My number four is John's. What what number for you was this? My number um, eight. John's number eight. That is Wingspan. This is going to be the first of two games that we talk about from Stonemeyer Games. And this one is by designer Elizabeth Hargrave, who has really just like blown up the board gaming world with with this game. And not even like just the board gaming world, but so many people are coming to know board games because of this game, because it's it's beyond like the normal reach of what these other board games are that we're talking about but in wingspan you are building a tableau of birds and you are are collecting these birds within your uh within your player board into three different areas and the the gameplay itself is actually really simple you're just going to be taking the action of one of these rows or putting a bird out into onto your board and then when you do that all the the birds that you've placed in that row if they have an action that triggers you're going to trigger all of those so engine building really is at the core of this game and it is just a lot of fun and and we've introduced this to to several people who have really enjoyed this one as well that's uh, true and this is just it's a really stinking good game so dean i realize that i have you know we've had this screen up here to record for the youtubes and I haven't been clicking on any pictures the entire time. <laughs> I've just left it on the original screen. Uh, amazing. Excellent. <laughs> so that's how, that's how smart I am. Um, yeah, so this is a game that's number eight for me of the year. It was a game when we did our first uh, YouTube a review, our only YouTube review of it. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Um, I've jumped that up to an eight and a half just because I really, really enjoy it. This game is good. I, I, I wasn't sold on it at first. I'll be real. I remember thinking that it was um, good, but yeah. not great. And the more I played it, the more I was like, wow, this game really is. It's, it's really fantastic I'll, for all those reasons that you said. Yeah, Wingspan, Har- uh, Elizabeth Hargrave did an amazing job with this game. It's uh, no wonder it. I understand why it sold a lot. Yeah, it's it is the number one family game. Look at this, the number one family game on BGG, the number twenty four game overall wow. in one in less than uh, well, it's over a year now. Okay, erase what I just said. In about a year. In about a year. That's right. Holy That's, smokes! It's crazy. It's really taking the board gaming world by storm. Everyone is paying attention to to new games that that she has coming out, and I will say. Um, this is one that is an excellent solo game too. This is my 
we'll talk about this actually on favorite game Friday, but my favorite solo game I think is Wingspan because wow. the 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 way that this plays out, it's really simple. You don't have a lot of upkeep in this game. You can just play your game, but also play against the the Automa. So really good game overall. Sweet Wingspan. Wingspan. All right, so that was D- my number eight again. That was Dean's number five. My number four. Let me make sure I got that right. No. Three. My number three. Sorry, I forgot that we... All you got to do is look at your screen. We breezed past Tapestry. We flew past Tapestry, which didn't lay an egg. My number three is Paladins of the West Kingdom. Dean's favorite game. It's not, but I like this game. Yeah, it's not Dean's favorite, but in Paladins of the West Kingdom... So I like um, Raiders of the North Sea. I like Architects of the West Kingdom. This game just took things I liked about in those games and took Shim Phillips, who I think is doing an absolutely fantastic job and just made it a more complex Euro game. And that was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I mean, simply it was exact. I love how you have to put out different uh, types of workers onto your spots. You don't just put, you know, work in one spot and you're done. You have to put the different colors in there. You have to do a whole lot of planning. I love how you get the paladin cards and you're trying to decide which paladin card that you want to go to. I love how when you, take uh, buildings off like tapestry you have bonuses on the bottom below those i think that that is just really really neat really really cool um man this just leads to a lot of interesting decisions now it does lead to potential now i know every game can be ap but there's definitely some ap uh this is an ap prone game to me um and that is because um wow if you screw up something Like you have to have enough virtue to be able to, you know, enough faith or, or strength or something to be able to do certain actions. And I will screw up. I'll forget. Oh, shoot. I've only got three. And I needed four for that and have to go back and rethink my entire plan. Uh, that would be my only little tiny knock. I really like this game. I was surprised at how much that it would be this high. Um, for sure, I was surprised. What a game. Yep, it is. a It's a really good game. Did not make my list. Uh, but it doesn't mean really it's not it. a good game. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of fun. All right, my number three is a game that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. Not quite yet, right? That is true. All right. All right, so we'll move on to my number two. And my number two is a game that was on Dean's list. And then what was that for you, Dean? Number four or five? That was my number five. Yep. Number five, mm-hmm. yep. And your number five is my number two. And that is Maracaibo, baby! Another Alexander Fister game. That's you love the Alexander Fister. I, I man, he just keeps coming out with really great games. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he really does. So uh, in Maracaibo, you are a privateer. Let's Not make sure that we say pirate. that. We made a YouTube video where Dean just decided to get funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good use of air quotes, actually. <laughs> uh, he decided to get funny and just said "r," and it just came to him. He wasn't really. And then we said it was a pirate game, and we got corrected, which should have been, I guess, because it's your privateers. And you're going around the Caribbean, and you're selling, and you're doing really neat stuff. The card play is fantastic in this game. The tableau building is fantastic. You're building your tableau. You're getting assistance, which you really like, yeah. to go out on the board. I'll let you talk about that, because that's one of the things you really like yeah. about the game. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. It's it's a little bit like I mentioned in Kalis, the thing I really like is building up the board uh, with the assistance in this, you're not really doing that in the same way, but w- when you put out a card that has an assistant, that assistant goes to a specific spot. Just like that. Then when you go around to that spot later, you take the action of that assistant. I think that's a really cool, unique mechanism of the game. So uh, that's not the only reason I like this game, but 
this is just a fantastic game for a lot of reasons. Lot of it fun. really is. This, there's these little synergy tokens that make the tableau play really cool where you're trying to get synergies with between the cards and the tokens and all those things. Really, really fun. I like the... Um, the influence track where you kind of have some area control going on. Dean doesn't like that as much as I do, but I do enjoy that. Even though I'm not a big area control guy, but in this game, it works. And I like that. Um, a lot of really neat pieces just come together for a wonderful production, an incredible game. This is one of my favorites of his, and I really like his games, but th this is definitely one of my favorites of his. That's Maracaibo. Fantastic game. Number two for me, number five for Dean. Okay, my number two was number what on your list? Wow, uh, I believe it was number five. Number, number five. five. Yep. Really? That's, what do you mean, that's really? That's pretty good. Yes, that's yeah. high. I like this game. That is Imperial Settlers, Empires of the North. Now, if you've listened mm. to us in the past, mm -hmm. we've talked about 51st State. We've talked about Imperial Settlers. And those are both fantastic games. This one, Empires of the North, gets the nod as my favorite of all of those. This game is absolutely fantastic. If you really like uh, card playing games where you are building an engine through your card plays, I really think that this is one of the best ones out there. If you played Everdell, it kind of has that feel to it, but it's different enough from Everdell. There's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more player interaction in this game the the components are nice the cards are beautiful the artwork is beautiful Some all components. of it i just yeah. yeah i think this is it's just a fantastic game and a and a and a better version of those other ones it just seems like the you know kind of honing in on the things that that you really like about those other games and this is just the the product of a lot of years of of working out the kinks of this game that guy's abominable is adorable. It is. It is, isn't it? Do you would you say that this is your favorite of the Imperial Settlers? Or no? I just said that. Oh, I, I mean you pretty much just said that. I just wanted to make it with like straight up like straight that's up for real. Straight up it is my favorite. Look at those yeah, sheep absolutely. eating that food. That's so. That's you that's you would have heard me say that had you not been like looking at all the. Cute no, I heard you there. say <laughs> that you thought it was improved upon and all that. I just wanted you to definitively say this is your favorite. It is my favorite. There you go. I thought it was for all the reasons Dean said. I think it's a really excellent game. I like engine building games. Uh, it does feel like Everdell, which really we could say Everdell feels like original Imperial Settlers. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but this game is way more wide open. Uh, than uh, Imperial Settlers, and I, for, it's still I'm still not sure which one I like the best. I think I like this the best, but I'm I can't definitively say that for sure. Um, I like how you do have the action wheel and stuff like that. Yeah, you you That's mentioned really cool you mentioned earlier. Uh, oh, what game was it about the the game? ramping up better um a version of a game ramping up Star, better. starfares yeah starfares that's right so how the this game one does how the game ramps up better this one does as well but a lot of it has to do with that that action uh uh circle yeah you know you get a million cards on the table with this yes yes which that's that's the only thing like i, I it's a lot like you could almost go through the whole deck if you play it right sure yeah yeah, yeah you, really you can. can you can so Anyways, I thought it was excellent, though. Yeah, excellent and there's game. already there's already an expansion out for this. There's two more that have been announced for these. I'm interested to see them kind of branch out into hopefully branching out to some new factions instead of ones that they've already used in in games of the past. So there's the uh, the Japanese faction, the the Romans and the barbarians. I would like to see something new that we haven't seen in Imperial Settlers point. before, but that's a, a minor complaint. Maybe not a minor com complaint, but it is a complaint. Your complaint it is. Wow. Okay. It's more than a minor complaint. I want. I want more. That's what I'm saying. Is that? Is that mean? I'm trying to talk, and I'm waiting for you to finish. 
Are you finished? My number That's one. <laughs> Empires of the North. All right. All right. That is Dean's number two game of the year. That's high. Very high. My number one game of the year, if anyone's listened to the podcast, probably isn't going to be surprised by this. Um, maybe you thought it could be a toss-up between Maracaibo and this, and it, it can be. But you know what? I am going with Fun Tales, new to the publisher, Realms. Can I say Realms? I don't know. I think that it is. <laughs> uh, Matthias Kramer, Glenn Moore 2, Chronicles, my number one game of the year. In Glenmore 2 Chronicles, you are uh, going around a rondelle and you're putting out tiles. But the cool thing is, is when you put out a tile, it's going to activate the tiles surrounding it, which is really, really neat. There's a lot of little bit of engine building in this game. There is a lot of me playing terrible in this game. <laughs> Dean are... and I played last night. I am bad. You're really bad at this game. You know what I did, though, Dean? I did go look at... That's the box of original Glenmore and Glenmore I used to too. own the original Glenmore and got rid of it because this game's amazing. My winning percentage is actually 37% on this game. So, like, I guess I'm not as bad as I thought, but I am bad. I, mean, I think I just play against my kids to raise my winning percentage. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, you think that's what I do? That's really sad. All right. And one of the cool things... I mean, so there's so much to like about this game. There's so much to like about it that over the original. In the sense, like, I love the extra board. Um, the clans board is what you would call that, that you have it on there. Yes. Um, I love all the chronicles. It makes this game... I've got a picture of the chronicles on the screen. I love how it makes this game so so much replayability. But here's why it's my number one. Just here, I thought about this last night as we played. It packs a ton of game into a fairly short time span and i enjoy a good two-player game i really do because i i will say i play mostly two players i mostly play with my wife or i mostly play with you too dean and sometimes we do have obviously we have more play, higher player counts often but more than often than not it's us yeah and this game plays really great at two and um yeah, it really does. Like I love the way the scoring works, you know? Yeah. Like I have to on pay attention to Dean all the time and see where he's at and and I don't I can't get way more whiskey like he was doing last night than me, you know? Or it's going to mess, you know, mess up what uh what I'm wanting to do. So I had to 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 combat that. And I just think it's just got just really cool parts of that. You feel fulfilled in honestly in two players like an hour. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a little bit more than an hour, but my well, plays have been around that. Part of it depends on the Chronicle, too, but you can play just the base game in under an hour, I would say, with two players. And part of it does depend on the Chronicle. You're 100% or Chronicles if you want to add multiple Chronicles to the that's game. That's right. Which that's is right. really, really neat. Again, that's increasing the variability, increasing the replayability. So if I want to play a long game, I would probably rather play Maracaibo. But if I want a game, but you know what I mean? But overall, I just, the reason it's number one is I know I'm going to play this more often because I can play it quicker. I can teach it a little bit easier right. and I'm going to play this a whole lot more. So that's why I'm giving this uh, my number one game of the year. Glenmore 2, love it. Yeah, it is a fantastic game. That's why it's my number three. I think I played the original several times and I really like the original, but the things that I didn't like were really fixed in Glenmore 2. One of those being the, the the clansmen that you have. There is one of the scoring things that you get from this game is in this game, it's having your clansmen in the your home castle. Now, in the original game, you had to get rid of that clansman in order to score points for for those chieftains then being, you know, whoever has the most chieftains, which was really annoying because you couldn't you use those that. anymore. They were just out of the game. But in this one, you can still use them, uh, and you can even, you know, move them around. Even if they're in the home castle for a scoring round, you can move them out later on. 
I, I really enjoy that. And the, the clan, the, the clan board that you talked about, same on that. Yeah. Just a fantastic game. Yeah. This is high praise from both. I of feel us. like this game is being a little bit overlooked. And I've heard some people say that as well. Yeah, and I'm, that's interesting to me because... I think it's because it's fun tells, though. It's got so much hype from the people who have played it. Like, I've not seen anyone say, oh, this game is terrible. I've yeah. seen a lot of people say, I'm really interested in this. I don't know. And then they try it and they're like, oh, this game is amazing. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of that. So I think this could I, this could be a... Uh, I don't want to say it's, it's... It could be a Concordia in the sense of just a, a game that slowly creeps. You sure. know what I mean? Where, like, people over time sit back and go, what? that's a really good game. And it may take more time, but I, I think it will climb the charts because of that. And, and I think that Funtales crushed it with uh, the productions through the roof. Yeah. Yep. It's, they did a, they did, I'm, I'm really excited to see what else they come out with. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am. But Glenmore 2 Chronicles, uh, Matthias, man, came out, thought about probably Glenmore a whole lot and nailed it with this crushed fantastic it. job. Speaking of nailing it and high production value, my number one and John's number... Five. John's four. Four. <laughs> John's number four is Tapestry. That is, hey, wow, this is a controversial, it has to be, because this is, what, this is a controversial game, Dean. What? What do you mean, what? Like, (laughs) people hate this game. (laughs) People love this game. People, I know, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) People were waiting for this to come out so they could poo on it. (laughs) I'm serious, like, like, almost like no other game, like, because of the price tag, because of the production, I'm going to pull up pictures of the buildings here, like, people are... Like, we're waiting to give this a bad score. There's a lot of controversy, I feel like, around a game that is excellent. For some people watching this video, you might hear nothing else right now. You might hear blah, 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 Tapestry. He only likes it because it's a Stonemaier Games game. It's exactly right. You're, but they're absolutely wrong because this is an amazing game for us. We love this we game. Do. It is my game. favorite game of the year. And I've even, you know, we, we've been trying to get all the games that we want to play in 2019, but also the ones that we wanted to rate pretty high. We wanted to get these played again, and so we make just played sure. this the other day just to make sure, you know, is this really my favorite game of the of the year? Absolutely it is. This game is just so much fun. Now, here's the thing. I like games where you're moving up on tracks. I don't really care for Ganshan Clever, which is that game specifically, but like Endeavor and this game, and there's several other games like that where you're just moving up on a track and you're gaining different benefits as you go. But this one also has the polyomino aspect of it. It has technologies that you're using. Now, the technologies are a little wonky because you might develop like a flying yeah, I don't like that car before you develop penicillin or something like that. That's not actually a thing. But the, the, the time frame and the theme really mean nothing to me in this game. I don't think that they're really that important. It doesn't feel like a civilization game, which is what it's supposed to be, but it doesn't matter for me. I just love this game. I love all the different aspects of it, and I want to play it all the time. This is this is the one, this and a couple others uh, on the list where I've thought about over and over and over so again. So much to explore in this game. Yes, yeah, so much. There's Now, here, here is a negative for me. Um, even though it's my favorite, I, I, I will say that the, that the factions that you start off with, when they came out in the game, they weren't fully out, you know, all out balanced. And there was a lot of really big pushback on that. Now, Stonemaier Games has has really run the numbers to see which which factions are really so cool winning a lot more. And then they put out this, this uh, sheet in the FAQ that you can look at. And so you can play with different handicaps for these factions. Now, whether or not those are balanced... I don't know, and I and I think you know there there could be some of the some of the balances are just you know give this player fifteen more points than the other players. That's not my favorite way to balance out factions, 
but I still think it's fantastic and I want to explore more and more of this game tapestry. Yes. Um, yeah, I really liked it. This, this saying Paladins was a toss up for three and four for me, honestly. So it was, I, I really like, is it pretty fairly easy to teach game? My wife really loves this game. I like tracks. You know, I do. I like to go up a good track, and you do here. I wish there was a little variability in the tracks. Dean and I have talked about that um, in the sections, maybe, but then it wouldn't be as pretty because you probably have cards on the board instead of it. You know, uh, instead of it being on the printed on the board. So you know, some of that I don't I, negatively. I don't like. Uh, I don't love the tapestry cards. How there can absolutely be some luck in just getting the right ones at the right time. You can definitely go out and get a bunch, like I did last game. Yeah. That's what I did. I was like, I'm not going to get hosed with a bad tapestry card. <laughs> Which you can still get and hosed still with could. bad tapestry cards. So that's that's my big negative. Besides that, everything else is very positive. I, I just think that this is a, such a great game. Um, it does have great production. Yes, I understand that everyone can't pay $80 for it. And I didn't like it stopped me right mm-hmm. like this that's the reality of things so like and if if you want to poo on it for that I under that's fine like, sure, I mean sure. I guess you can say that I, again I've, I've I'll make the argument a hundred times if someone wants to be Audi and makes really cars that are really fancy and nice like that I don't care right if that's what Jamie wants to do let him do what he wants to do it's his company yeah I, I will say <laughs> you this, know I though, think it's yeah if you if you like those games where you're moving up on a track and you've really avoided this because for some reason you're anti Stonemeyer or something like that, which I don't get. But if you're that person, I really feel like you're missing out. like if if yeah. this could be a style of game, don't just dismiss it because it doesn't seem to be what you want to support. But anyway, uh, there it is. But all that to say, so that it doesn't sound negative. I think Stonemeyer puts out great games, and I really like I do what too. they're doing. So anyway. That's it, man. That is our top 10 games of the year. That's right. So right after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to give our number one combined game of the year along with our other nominations for 2019 Town Games of the Year. All right, Meeple Town residents, Dean and I have poured over excruciating debates and discussions about what is our number one game of the year and what are our nominations for game of the year. This is our first one to do, Dean. It is. And John might seem like he's being very dramatic about this, but it is absolutely right. We've talked about this for... I mean, we talked over an hour just yesterday. Yeah. yeah like, and we <laughs> Hours of conversation on this one. We played one of these games last night That's to right. determine, like, I mean, for us to determine which is our favorite game of the year. So we really, really thought about this a lot. I will say this, for all of these nominations, they're all fantastic games great games and uh let's just dive in all right we're gonna jump into it do you want to go ahead and tell everyone what the games are that we nominated for let's do that and how many how many do we have john so we have four games that we have nominated for our meeple town game of the year what we're going to do after this my next poll is going to ask what your favorite game is meeple town based on these four since it works perfect that twitter has four Spots for the poll, so we're. I'm gonna. Re- I'm gonna put that out. Um, yeah. So here are our top four: Tapestry by Jamie Stegmeyer. Let me click over. Oops, I need to go back to the original page here. <laughs> Maracaibo by Alexander Fister. <laughs> Slow internet. Is this the long pause? Yeah, it's. I like to make things I mean, dramatic. You can, you can read it at the top, right? Imperial Settlers by. Ignacy Chevy check and you want to go for that one? Okay. 
Oh, you want me to actually? To, no, no, I'm saying I want you to pronounce, actually pronounce Joanna's last name. Do you want to Kijanka? I think not bad. Kijanka, no, Kijanka. No, I'm trying my best. I try my best. World. I try my best. World. Out there in the in the in the worlds. And the other one. And the uh, last one is Glenmore Two Chronicles by Matthias Kramer. So. Let's uh let's talk about a game that's not our number one first, Dean. Pick oh. one of the ones that was not our number one game, and let's do a brief conversation about it. Okay, so knock off one of those four. Yeah, so Maracaibo is one that is our not game of the year. Uh, this was a this might be my surprise one of the year. Now I never played Great Western Trail, and so I didn't really have much to compare it to. I wanted to play, it, and I still I will oh get that gosh. game played in 2020 at some point. I really want to try that one out, but. Uh, but you had, and you really enjoyed it. That's one of your top games of all time. And, it is. And, I love Great Western Trail. Yeah, so so we uh, got a copy of this, reviewed it, and pleasantly surprised. Not our top game of the year, but still, it was my number five of the year, and your number two, two of number the year. Number two, that's exactly. right. We that's just right. did that, Dean. Yeah. We just did that. Right, right, right. I, 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 this is for my benefit. It is not for people. You're supposed benefit. to memorize all my top tens. <laughs> That's what it is. So we're not going to go into details about all these games because we're doing a separate YouTube video for this. And for the, uh, we just are literally doing the same podcast for both of these That's lists. Right. So the podcasters do not want to listen to us talk about all these games all over again. If you want to listen to us talk about these games in a little more detail, click on the I for this YouTube video. You can go back and look at our top tens. Yeah. So Maracaibo. By the way, Maracaibo is not number four on the list it is just not the number one we didn't that's exactly rank, right we, we did not rank, rank these. these yeah that's exactly right so um then i will knock off another one that is not on but i love i didn't i love maracaibo yeah. number two game of the year for, i love that game um i am going to knock off imperial settlers empires of the north which was a game that dean and i both really enjoyed this year engine building really cool card play Great little new action thing for Imperial Settlers. I'll re- we really like this one. Fantastic. Check that one out as well. Yeah, check that. That was my number five for the year. It was Dean's number two for the year. All so, right. Really, my really number, the next one we're going to knock off the list is... No, my- no, no. We're not... No, no we just got to go huh? for the number one. Because huh? if you knock it off, then we don't get to celebrate the number one. Oh, we'll go back and talk about that. You just ruined it. But I know, but you can't do I'm that. I'm just kidding. You don't want to say who the runner-up is, and then we sell it. No, let's go. The game what of the year is, the is Glenmore 2. Glenmore 2! <laughs> Glenmore 2 is That's the four. Maple Town game of the year. It is John's number... <laughs> Could we just put some can, can applause in there, maybe? So. <clears throat> Glenmore 2, coming at you. Come on in, Dean. Come on in. Come on in. Come on. Come on in to the song, baby. Come on in. All right, so Glenmore 2 was John. Come on in to the song, baby. Come on in. John's number one. Is that right? <laughs> I've lost him. John's gone. He is dancing around the studio It is right my now. number one game of the year, it's and not. it is our combined. It was your number three, which yes. is why, because it was my number one, his number three. We now, played it again last night, and he whacked me at it i did i definitely did this is a game that i you know i mentioned i already enjoyed terrible. Uh, one thing i didn't mention you know i mentioned i've got two two games that dropped into my top 10 of I all pull time it up on the screen <laughs> those both i gave both of those games a 10 so for me tapestry and imperial settlers were both 10s but glenmore 2 was the i think the only nine and a half that i gave out for the entire year that's really obviously really close to a 10 so extremely good fantastic game love it glenmore 2 well, I've not even played all the Chronicles yet. I think I've played all of them, but 
two. You've played most of them. I think I've played all yeah. but two. I think, and I've played multiples of some of them. So, As I mentioned earlier in the podcast and on the other video, I just love how this packs so much punch in uh, a fairly short game time. I've always had games most of the time, not always, let me rephrase that, most of the time with seasoned players that are shorter than what the game time is on the box. I can play the game with my wife or Dean, depending on the Chronicle, in around an hour. And I feel like I just did a whole ton. And it feels sweet. I love this game. Yep. So let's talk about the runner-up real quick because we got to do the a justice. Runner up. A, a runner-up. Runner up. That's, that's, you're 100% right. You're 100% <laughs> Which was right. my number Which, one game of the year. It had, It really was like kind of the runner-up, let's just be real, because That's it was right. his number one, and it was my number uh, four or three, honestly. It could have flipped. So it was. that's how close it was. My, Glenmore 2 was my number one, his number three. This was my number three, four. We talked <laughs> it about was this close. for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, it was close. So, so I want to boost it. Boost it up. <laughs> I want to boost it up a little. Tapestry. The uh, game, as we talked about on the top ten already, the you know game that, uh, quite frankly, has caused a lot of fighting and bickering in the board game world out there. It has maybe a little bit, but but yeah, it is. It's just a fantastic game, and the thing is, again, going back to the very first thing that we said of the episode, you know, it has 2019 been a good year? 2019 has been a very very. It has good been a great year, year. And, and so much. This is a this is a challenge for us when we spend hours like blood, sweat, and tears over making these decisions about what our top 10 lists are going to be and then trying to combine these lists to say what is the Meepletown game of the year. So it's not like head and shoulders Glenmore 2 was it because Tapestry was very much in the mix. And the other two as well because we we really love all three of those games. So anyway, this is tough. I've got up here, by the way, on the screen for those who aren't listening to the podcast, I just wanted to pull up the rate the ratings you, because it's just so fun to look at how drama. it's so polarizing. <laughs> it's like a nine or an eight years right next to you know, like it's like nines are next to fives. There's a one, awful. You know, and of course you're gonna have people like that. Then you got six, six, seven, then you got nine, nine, eight and a half, nine, then six, then seven. Like it's like it just seems like it's just one of the most polarizing games. I think it's fantastic though. That's a <laughs> All right, that is... I do love drama. That is it for... You can call me Murphy Brown. Johnny Brown. If you are listening to the podcast, this has been episode number 34. And if you are watching the YouTube, I don't know what YouTube video this is. Somewhere around 100. It's close. Yeah, it is actually close (laughs) to 100. Tell people how they can get in touch with us, John. So we do have a website. We have meepletowngames.com, by the way. And I actually... Have it pulled up right here if you want to look at the screen. This is going to have. I want to uh, just briefly say that you know, not only can you get our swag and stuff or whatever, but you can see all of the game ratings. You can see all of our video reviews, podcast stuff, and then uh, Jonathan Mullins is uh, our new writer, and so he's starting a blog. He started. We have started a blog. If you want to check out what he's going to say, he just did like his uh, top five games he wants to have reprinted. He's got another top uh, list that we're going to be posting here pretty soon. Check that out. Uh, if, and, and not just because he's our friend, he's a really good writer. Yeah, so he does it's, a great it's job. really really good stuff. And he agrees with me most of the time over Dean so he really knows what he's talking about (laughs) we are on Spotify on iTunes and all that stuff we would love for you to subscribe to our uh, podcast if you're watching our YouTube video and just go look up Meeple Town on iTunes or whatever you'll find us on the podcast we are board game nope I'm just skipping way past a lot of stuff right now we would love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well Um, we are at Meeple Town Games on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. And we are Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Mm-hmm.